Lion Podcast, episode number 107. Uh, I am your usual host, Jared, and I am joined today by Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Hello. Mr. Doug Wilson. Hey, I wish Jay was here. Uh, it, as you may notice, Mr. Jay Joseph Jr. is not currently present, but may be present later if he can sort out his uh, technical issues. Um, let's see. So, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see whether or not we get him into it. Um, let's see here. Uh, what are we, we doing today? I'm totally... This is, throwing, uh, this is throwing everything off. I don't know what's happening. All right, uh, let's start we, with... We need somebody to, to antagonize Jared, I guess. I, well, I'm sure that we'll, someone will find a way. Uh, why don't we start with... No. The, oh, it already worked. <laughs> you already did it. Congratulations. Uh, let's start with some good news uh, for for fans of Tomb Raider, uh, because for quite a while now, it's been rumored that Square Enix was going to uh, release Rise of the Tomb Raider on the PC in January. And uh, finally, after it shows up on the Steam store with, with no date and a bunch of other stuff, uh, finally Square Enix announced today that it would indeed be coming to the PC. Uh, so you can finally play Rise of the Tomb Raider on January 28th. Do you guys think that this was like the original plan all along or if they just decided that they wanted to sell for I, a change? It doesn't. Like they wanted to make money. Doesn't I mean, it feel like kind of like an afterthought? It, it doesn't seem like a, a lot of heads up, right? I mean, 20... What, it's not like, 28. And it's not that long since it was released in, uh, you know, in the Xbox. Okay, and so that's a little that's a little sneaky too, right? Because it comes out as an Xbox One exclusive, and uh, they don't really, um, they don't really like nail down uh, how long, right? And then the and then they start saying like, oh well, it's coming to the PlayStation in August, and so you're thinking like, holy shit, this game is an exclusive uh, for for a whole year. And so, right. and so that, I mean, I would have bought it anyway, just because I don't care that much and I wanted to play it, but I'll bet you there are a lot of people who would have purchased it on the PC who bought mm-hmm. it earlier because they were assuming that they were going to wait a lot longer than 25 days. Are there really that many people that have Xboxes? What's the penetration of this console? I mean... Five so, people. So Michael's what? one of them. <laughs> Michael's one of them. We found him. Uh, I think what it sold three hundred thousand. Was that right? Yeah, something. Like that. I, I think it was something along those lines. So, um, you know, I guess there's that many Xbox One owners, or there's five Xbox One owners and two hundred ninety-five thousand people bought the game and just like looked at it. And we're like, oh, this looks nice. It looks like what I do. I don't even play games. I just look at the boxes. You just look at the boxes. Yeah. It's a box connoisseur. I have I have a couple of games. Do you guys have anything like this? Do you do you have any games in your house that you have purchased but never played? Oh yeah. Like I'm not even talking. I'm not talking Steam. You you, you have no idea how big my backlog is. No, I mean, man. I'm so like an actual like boxed copy of a game. Like I will find something because here there's um there's like this Mexican like farm place where they sell all sorts of shit. Uh huh. Uh, it's it's not really Miami. It's kind of like an hour south, but we go there a lot because the produce is good and, and shit. And they, they always have like weird stuff, right? And and if you go to like a pawn shop or something where they have access to the internet and what the fuck they're talking about, some of those games can be pretty expensive, right? Right, right. So you know, I always end up like when I find something that's a good deal, I end up getting it anyway. 
With, um, with good intentions, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times I end up not playing it. What's, uh, I'm just curious, what's, what's a copy uh, of something that you have that's still uh, untouched? So I have a collector's edition of Dragon Quest VIII. Okay. Uh, for the PS2. Yeah, probably not in a big hurry for that one. Huh? Not in a big hurry for that one. No, but they are pretty expensive. Uh, and it's the collector's edition too, so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about um, what about Doug? I'm kidding. You don't I have Orient Sphere. I have Mursamana Double Blade. I have a bunch. That what? Just, I have a lot. What's the last one? Muramasa the Demon Blade. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that game. Like all of those like Japanese games that come out and they're limited releases, and you know when they just don't go down in price. Uh, the Demon Blade was supposed to be really good. Was that uh, the Wii? I think it came out on. Yeah, it's for the Wii. It's vanilla, uh, Vanillaware. Yeah, Miramasa or whatever. I remember this game. I feel like I actually own it too and have never played it. I think. Um, what about you, Doug? You don't strike me as the type. You think I want to spend money on a game and not play it? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Now, I've definitely spent money on a game, played it for five minutes, and been like, why did I buy this? <laughs> so what's what's well, your... different? Well, give me give me that. What's your, what's a game that you that you bought and then bailed on like immediately? Uh, I don't do it as much anymore, but definitely I think during the PlayStation One and Two era, I was like, oh, sweet, an RPG, and then it was garbage. Oh yeah, like it took a arms. while. It took a while for me to... Like what one? I think Wild Arms for the PS2. You don't like Wild Arms? For the PS2. Oh, so what is that? Like Wild Arms 3 or something like that? Wait, let me me see. I'm I'm buying my games real quick. Oh, you still have it? I'm curious what Wild Arms Doug gave up on. I liked the first one. Like, it's weird to me that... Yeah, it's Wild Arms 3. Yeah, okay. All right. Fair enough. It took me a while to realize that JRPG sucked. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like... In the PS2 era, mm-hmm. that they sucked no, then, right? That they sucked now. Like I should say, like it, it, yeah, like they, were, they weren't good anymore. Because yeah, they used to be really good. Like used to be those games that you would just pick up, where like everything just kind of went wrong suddenly. Right. Yeah. Suddenly they started to realize that. And so you know, I, I bought a ton of like JRPGs for like the PS1 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I've got. Uh, I don't have. T- I, I definitely have games that I've never played before. Probably. Uh, more than I should, uh, but I have two that I know for a factor in shrink wrap still, um, and uh, not for collector's reasons. Uh, one of them is the last Hitman game. Do you guys mm. remember what it was called? I don't. Absolution. Yeah, Absolution. I have a copy of that that I never opened, and uh, the other is Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma is actually pretty good. I think it includes Dark Arisen. I think it's actually coming out on PC, and I might pick that up. It is, and yeah, I've been, I've been and, thinking about it because it has it has so many issues, like technical, in the PS3 and the Xbox. That uh-huh. has. Yeah, I hear that it's like it's very frame ready and has just a lot of problems. I'm actually thinking of opening it up on the on Steam too. A lot of people have a lot of good stuff to say about it, so it it's might not good. be. It's ten days away. It might not be a bad idea. I wonder. I don't if know if I would buy it at full price. I wonder if we could get a review copy of that. Isn't it? I don't think it's full price either. I think it's like a discounted price, like thirty bucks or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming out for twenty nine ninety nine. That's, that's the pre order price. A, I don't, a, I don't know if it goes up for that game. Yeah, but I, I hear, uh, I hear good things. So maybe worth. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's an action RPG, so mm-hmm. 
don't go expecting to like playing go playing roles and, and stuff like that. Well, but the comparison Skyrim, like a lot of people, uh, kind of uh, now whether or not that's accurate, I don't know. I didn't play it, but it's not really Skyrim. It's just it's a very well done action RPG. I'm gonna Google Dragon Skyrim with swords. Dragon's Dogma is <laughs> Skyrim. Is better than Skyrim. Almost it's better fo- than Demon Souls. Swords, I mean. Is it better than Demon Souls? No. I, I don't know about that. No, this is from Game FAQs. They say Dragon's Dogma is better than Skyrim, almost better than Demon Souls. Okay. You guys wanna uh, you guys want some ear poison? Here, I'll read it's... you a little bit from the Game FAQs forums. <laughs> there's always uh, there's always something uh, terrible here. It has no story, little loot, barely any explanation, limited enemy variety, and enemies used to not scale when you entered New Game Plus. Yep. I hate when enemies used to not scale. I don't like it when they used to not scale either. Why, do they, why did they used to, but now they do? Because they fixed it. Oh, that's good. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't really seem story. fair to judge it for something that they fixed. Like Having a little story in a JRPG is probably a good thing nowadays. Yeah. Uh, what what is of story is really bad. So yeah, actually the post game is better than the actual like. So what I would recommend is go as fast as you can towards the end, and then just finish the game, and then the post game is really good. <laughs> hmm. All right, that's interesting. Well, it's uh, it's on my radar. I'm considering it. I'm thinking about it. You know what I'm not thinking about this year is Assassin's Creed. Uh, this is. This is one of my favorite news stories uh, so far of the year. And there haven't been that many, so it wasn't hard for it to win. Um, but there was a rumor going around, and I think it is just that, just a rumor, that uh, the next Assassin's Creed game would not be released in 2016, uh, meaning that uh, Ubisoft would break from their yearly cycle that they've been on forever. Uh, and instead, we could expect it to release in 2017 and that it would be set in ancient Egypt. Uh, I assume they mean the Assassin's Creed game from the main thing and not the Chronicles, which has three mm-hmm. games released in right. this month. Right. They're excluding the, the side stories and stuff like that. And I wonder, so uh, this rumor starts coming out, right? And uh, Ubisoft finally comments on it, and it's trending everywhere. Their blog is trending all over the place. And you go and read the blog post, and it just says, we can't comment on this rumor. That's how the the cycle works now, though. I mean, uh, okay. I just it seemed like everybody got really excited that they reached out to comment, and they. But that's how the the new cycle works now, dude. Dude, Like I said, it's like the controversies don't exist. It's just that they're reporting on nothing just because it generates hits. I mean, the method works because I saw a headline that said Ubisoft comments on Assassin's Creed rumor, and I clicked clicked on it, and I clicked it, and then I found out there. (laughs) We we have our own rumors. Like what? Peter Molyneux has. Uh, <laughs> you walked right into that one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I love how you could say it in unison now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were all week rehearsing it, man. Uh, you were you were waiting for that one. Perfect. We Facebook yes. chatted and said, "Hey, this will get him." This is, uh, guys. Wait until the eleven minute mark and then spring it yeah, on him. We're gonna say Molyneux has AIDS, no matter what the conversation is. <laughs> Just su- surprise him. <laughs> get him. So, uh, I, I don't know. Would you guys say that you're... Oh, hey, Jay's calling. Hang on. Let me let me add him here. Oh, I hear the static. Uh, that classic that classic Jay there static. That so, anyway, that's how, that's how we solve world hunger. 
Yeah, I, I think that your method is pretty solid, Lucio. Uh, and I agree that um, we probably do have too many black people. <laughs> that's yeah, that's exactly what I said. That was a very sound argument that you made. And I find it almost irrefutable, which is really weird. I almost never <laughs> feel that way. All right, let's see. You're definitely supporting my argument. I'm so glad I added you to this call, Jay. I know he's dead. Well, all right, let's move on. Um, so, <laughs> are you all right there, man? You you need like a minute. Is this some kind of is this some kind of like call the hospital? Hey uh, hey Jay, what kind of purple drink are you drinking? Yeah, man, I'm drinking Spuds ginger ale. Oh yeah, because you can buy ginger ale in New York. You can. Oh uh, yeah, it. and you can't buy it in uh, Utah. Only only in twelve packs. It is it is the most forbidden of drinks, ginger ale. I I started ale of the ginger. I started to kind of think about why that is, and because uh, I mean most of the mountain states have that in common. I think like if you go to Colorado or Nevada, it's the same deal. But I don't know. I don't drink ginger ale, but whatever. I, I do think because it's kind of classified as a mixer. I think that's a big reason why you don't see it as much in Utah. Because does ginger ale have caffeine in it? I don't think no. so. So it no, should do caffeine. really well because oh, uh, Mormons aren't supposed to have caffeine. No, I think the ginger is really good though. Maybe maybe they think it's like actual ginger ale. There's actual alcohol. Oh, like it. a beer. Yeah. 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 It is the ale of a ginger. Yeah. That actually that makes sense. I think yeah, we have works. apple beer, and that sells. You like know what? They probably just think that it's like some kind of sexual position involving a redhead. Actually, that's a good follow-up. Doug mentioned we have apple beer, which neither of you know about, and uh, I, I don't want to know about it. it. Apple beer is pretty popular. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure how hey, I feel. Um, is Michael still at the zoo? Uh, oh, we didn't even mention that. But yes, uh, I believe he had to work late at the zoo today. Uh, I heard that there was a uh, lemur that was acting up. Out of, I'm just kidding. The Salt Lake uh, Zoo doesn't have a lemur. Um, what's an animal that we would have? Uh, Some the, the, so the Christ cat. The giraffes. Christ cat. You would have a Christ cat. They're having uh, they're having their special stripper pole dancing class at the giraffe pen where they learn how to do it except around a giraffe's neck. Uh, some call it animal cruelty, but I call it sexy as hell. Anyway, so we were talking about... I'm Ubisoft. sorry. <laughs> our, still favorite, our favorite topic, Ubisoft. And so, yeah. Uh, oh, we were talking about Ubisoft? We did. We we talked about Ubisoft, but I'm so sad. I was I was late for that. Well, don't worry. I think I, yeah, think, I, I let me. I have a very poignant con- comment for being late on that. Yeah, Is it Ubisoft's fault? <laughs> oh, there's something about your burps that distracts Yeah, man, me. it sounds like you're not right. Like yeah, like they don't sound. There. They don't sound right. They I don't sound healthy. I feel like we should play this recording back to a doctor <laughs> and see what he says. Uh, I don't know what you want from me. They don't have the virility they usually have. But I already got everything that I wanted from you. <laughs> it's and, probably going to keep happening. And then I, some. I, I only intended to build up a little bit of gas for this call, and I drank like half the thing, and now I have too much. Oh, so you, you caused yourself. That's normal. That's a normal thing that, that happens. Like, I, I, I basically chugged it while I was going to get on this call. Well, yeah. and then I didn't think I was going to be able to maintain, so I continued to drink it while I waited for you to call me. 
Right. I and uh, I mean, God forbid you die of thirst or whatever. Well, I mean, and I think a conversation about gas and burping is more interesting than Ubisoft. Why are we talking about Ubisoft? Well, we're done talking so about Ubisoft just, now. Yeah, we're talking about how the media sucks. Now I was now I was going to mention. Yeah, we're on that old kick. Uh, I was going to mention actually our last news piece, which is uh, tomorrow, which actually is today by the time this comes out. Uh, the final edition of the Oculus Rift is going to go on sale uh, on for pre-orders, I should say. Pre-orders That's for the news. Oculus Rift. But this is what's so weird about it. So uh, so tomorrow, January Does 6th... It come with the, uh, the Japanese schoolgirl molestation it, simulator? It, it does not. Uh, it's just going to be the... It's just going to be the headset. It doesn't have any of the hand <laughs> controls. Um, and uh, it, it releases tomorrow, January 6th at 8 a.m. for pre-order. Uh, but what's so weird about it is we still do not know what the price is. They haven't told anybody. It's expensive, I bet. Oh, They're keeping it real close to their chest. $11 billion. That's the price right here. What is it? I, why did I even? Why did he? God damn it. Moron. Jared, you were just falling for things all over the place. Why did I even fucking ask? <laughs> Too weak. Jesus sorry, Christ. I'm sorry. Don't right, man. You just, you just get that looked at. You gotta stay healthy. Yeah, we're worried about you, bud. Okay. Uh, so it's worth mentioning the last developer kit, the DK2, was 350. What do you guys think? Do you think it would go up in price or down in price? Uh, why wouldn't it just stay stable? It, that was the developer kit, right? I think. Here's the thing. I think that the price has changed. I think it's gonna be different from 350 because if it was going to be 350 i think they'd just tell us because it's a price that we're all used to and it's a price that we know and i feel like they could be holding it close for one of two reasons either they want everybody to go in there and see 299 and lose their fucking shit or they want everybody to go in there and see 400 and say or 450 or whatever and say well i got here first it's gonna sell out i may as well just buy it anyway and i have a feeling it's probably that one that's probably what's yeah. going yeah I don't think this is going to be cheap. This strikes me as they're going to raise the price and they're stirring up a lot of excitement so that when you get there, if you get there and you see a checkout button, you're checking out because you know that if you don't grab it, it's going to sell out. That's very much the... When you, when someone announces a pre-order and gives you a time that it goes on sale, like a specific hour that it goes on sale, uh, that's a very good indicator that they don't plan on having enough copies to satisfy everyone. So... I'm pretty sure. Uh, do we want to take bets? Price is right style? Whoever's closest without going sure. over? I already have a running bet with you, so I'm not going to bet a second time with you. Lucio, well, this is just for fun. Lucio, what do you think? Whatever price you save, plus one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say $400. You think That's $400? $399? $500. Four ninety nine. Five hundred. All right. Four ninety nine. Doug, what do you think? Six hundred thirty seven dollars and twenty eight cents. Okay, that's very specific, and I hope it's right. Jay, what's your guess? Oh, I, I don't know. Um, two bucks. Okay, I'm gonna guess one dollar. Wait, fuck. That doesn't. Work. <laughs> I guess one dollar. I guess one dollar. <laughs> that's done. I mean, I would buy an Oculus Rift for one dollar. So maybe here's the follow up question: What would you guys pay for an Oculus Rift? Nothing. Nada. Do you think yeah, they, show me that they have pay games? Why wouldn't you pay? So, not, do you, not not even to tutor a girl over the summer. Do you think that it's not worth it yet because of the game support or yep. the cumbersome nature of the hardware? Like, what's what stops you? Oh, what? I, I, did I ever see like, all a, of the above? 
Yeah, until I don't see like a, a compelling reason that I feel that it's going to have good games and it's going to have staying power. I mean, I already live through fucking motion controls. I don't need another fucking gimmick that's going to be worn out in a year and a half. So, um, I had a I had a coworker give me uh, a Google Cardboard. Do you guys know about this? Do you know what this is? No. Is it cardboard you put around your phone? Uh, it is. It's a seven dollar uh, VR headset that is made oh, out of cardboard. And um, it is actually really remarkable how well it works. It basically has a sleeve that your phone goes into and you launch whatever software and it can pretty much play just about anything that the Samsung Gear VR can play, uh, except it's $7. Um, Its biggest drawbacks are it doesn't strap to your head. It's made out of cardboard. You have to hold it up to your head. You can't can't, uh, attach it unless you get like some tape or something. Um, and then the other, the, the other big issue is your phone heats up like a motherfucker inside it. Uh, and my phone gets to the point where the app I'm using will actually stop working. Um, wow. So it's a little problematic. But for $7, it's pretty incredible. And it works with iPhones too. It's not just an Android thing. Um, but it's pretty wild, some of the shit that it can do. And um, I don't know. It, and that's fine, but it's like... Uh, every, so everyone should buy a Google Cardboard, is what you're saying. I'm saying that if you miss out on the Oculus Rift tomorrow, maybe you could buy a Google Cardboard. Uh, a lot of the same... Brought to you by Google. A lot of the same stuff works. Um, you can watch 3D videos and stuff like that in it. Um, pornography. 3D? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. but you... But you like, look... You or, like, like, but look your hands too, are going to be too busy holding the thing. Well, one of your hands is too busy holding the thing. Put my phone on the bed, and then I will just like put my head on it and just jack it on the bed. Well, but you want to move your head so that you can look around at all the furniture in the room and get aroused. Duct tape. I mean, that's probably the best method. Um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta look around because some of these some of these sets are decorated just wonderfully, uh, and it's something that you can't appreciate nearly as well in a, just well, a standard two D sixteen nine. Uh, Jay knows he's a filmmaker. He knows that you can never really get the aesthetics, the the sensual uh, decorating aesthetics that you need. You can't fit all of it in the shot. What are you talking about? I'm saying that chairs, like mid-century modern chairs. <laughs> it, w- will the ladies in the VR environment feel disappointment like the ladies in real life do? No, but wouldn't that be great if if, if that's the way that Oculus porn trends, where she's just like looking really unimpressed the entire time? Are you done? Can you imagine like basically like a rhythm game, but porn with the Oculus Rift? Oh man, shit, Lucio! Like basically guitar, guitar Hero, but for fucking. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be uh, on this podcast, Lucio. You should be out making that. You know, actually, I have an even better idea. A virtual reality hat stacking game. Oh. I mean, I'd play it. Hat stack troopers VR. Do you stack the hats on someone else's head? Is that what's yeah. happening? I like it. All right. So to, to bring it back, I, I was very impressed with that one game we tried in PAX. Sure. <sighs> but it's, it's like, I'm going to be done with that in an hour. And then what the fuck do I do with this thing? You watch porn. We just covered that. But but so that's but nobody has made my game yet. But so just to be clear, that's the hang up, right? Is that there's just not enough support for, um, you know, uh, software basically. There's not, not only that, software. but I gotta make sure that like whatever comes out is in shit. 
Because like I said, I lived through the era of motion controls. Well, but a lot of these, a lot of these games that the Oculus is supported by, are are games that are standalone without the Oculus too, um, and they just so happen. There's no reason to buy them. Great. Well, no, except you can be in like a fucking spaceship, uh, or like oh, here. just like uh, in Star Citizen. Here, I'll tell you some of the games that are functional with the Oculus. Uh, is let's it Star see. Citizen? Star Citizen is probably actually I think it is. Look, if uh, I want to fly a spaceship, I'll just join NASA. All right. Let's see here. Cockpit. Yeah, I thought you said you wanted to fly a spaceship. You're not going to do that joining NASA. Eve Valkyrie. Yeah, oh, here we go. Euro Truck Simulator Two. What are you even fucking complaining about? Uh, that's actually a pretty good game to go with the Oculus Rift. They got Live for Speed. Never heard of that. Project Cars. That's a that's a popular one. All oh, this sounds like some fine Oculus titles. Well, those are all those are all cockpit ones. Uh, Ethan Carter works in the Oculus. Uh, Minecraft works in the Oculus. Uh, this I think it's like none of those like give me like a compelling reason to buy them. Uh, Nighttime Terror works with the Oculus. Do they have the ultimate game? The movie video game adaption of Mars Needs Moms. I don't... Is that real? It's a real movie. Yeah, it's a real movie. But it's not a video game. I'm sure they made a video game for it. No, they didn't. I guarantee they did. They, oh, you guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee 99% it. guarantee they made a shitty GBA it. game for it. Mars Needs Moms video game. Game Boy. Game Boy Advanced. Yeah, no... Maybe DS. Low Gravity <laughs> Leap? Is that it? Oh, this is just like a Flash game, I think. Doesn't matter, it's a game. <sighs> Alright. Told you. <laughs> Told you. Alright, fine. Uh, okay. Well, so you're saying when that's available for the Oculus, you'll pick one up? God, yes. Okay. Fair enough. One purchase. Fair enough. I I don't know. I thought, I thought you guys would be more excited. Um, I'm not. Why? Why? What, whatever. Yeah, what, what part of like? Because it's cool. Every time I put like, it on, it's a, like, it's a cool little uh, thing. Uh, what, and what, I agree. What, what, what it's like pretty that? cool when, when you go and, and, and you fucking play some cool shit in like a show, but it's like I said, uh, it's not the first kind of like fucking stupid peripheral that looks awesome that I've seen before, and I'm really like hesitant to clutter my house with more shit. I mean, I don't Chat, think. Jared, what in the past 106 podcasts? Made you think we would be excited about anything, let alone the Oculus. Nah, that's fair. Um, I mean, you guys are pretty excited for Fallout. We're a bunch hey, of were, and, and look excited. how that turned out. And look how that I was. Out. I was very cautious, but yeah, that didn't work out for anyone. You're pretty excited for Tomb Raider, and I'm sure you're going to be disappointed with that. Um, I was. I've been, already been disappointed by it. I was disappointed by their dumb marketing plan. I was disappointed by their dumb pricing. Well, get ready to be more disappointed in 23 days. <laughs> They're going to the find sucks. a way. So what, what, what if it gives you like a, a poor simulator with Lara? I, I don't know. You tell me when I'm the one who's like, I'm going to check and see if they have them tomorrow. I don't it's know if I'd buy one, but like Jay, but okay. I'm going to get a little peek and see, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it'll be worth it. Porn simulator already, ha- already has a good name too. You got, you guys. Boom Raider. Boom Raider. <laughs> I'm looking at the um, first page of Enemy Slime, and you guys know my article, my Me and My Century Bot article from yes. Fallout 4. Do you remember that? Um, where um, the sole survivor, her head is blown off and her ash is pointed in the air. And where are we going with this? 
I, that's, so what I would, that's, that's what I would pay for on the Oculus. Okay, all right. So you will buy my game is what you're telling me. Yeah, but you didn't say Laura's head was still on. I mean, like, I, still I'm, I'm all for choices. Okay. Like, I'm one of those guys that really... You, you know how much I like customization in my games, man. You know that you can have your way with the body of that woman any way you want. Um, yeah, but, I, but if I, I don't want the whole body. I only want parts you, of it. Cannot, you, that's what I mean, with whatever way you want. Jay, they have this, this kind of, of stuff. You it's don't, like a, you don't need video games. Butchers, like you know, in the, the butcher's diagrams, you know? <laughs> you uh, cut up whatever. Yeah, but we're talking about if, we, if I want the Oculus, Jared. I want, you, I want you to go purchase, Jay, the Fuck Me Silly 2 Mega Masturbator Big Black Ass. And that's the real title. Is that a real thing? Yep. Yeah, it works really well. I, I recommend it. It's $191. How many slimes, uh, Doug? It's everything, it's everything that you've been asking for and more. So, uh, fuck my big ass. That's what it's called. Where did you find this thing? Uh, oh wait, there it is. There okay, it is. this is it's 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 right on Amazon. This course, is completely this is completely unrelated to any <laughs> video game uh, thing that we could talk about. But there's a video that, that you guys should go find after the podcast, uh, where a guy basically walks you through the fuck me silly two ultra realistic mega masturbator, and um, her. Uh, why? Okay. Do I have to just really? This is a really weird looking thing. Well, anyway, there's some videos, there's some promo videos where they where they show this guy like demonstrating the product and he he I don't know how to describe this, but like he takes it really seriously and he just you shouldn't be. Well, I mean there's like there's like over 20 pounds of pussy and ass, so how can you not take that seriously? That's I mean, well, go watch the instructional videos and it's a it's a laugh and a half. You could come inside my ghetto booty. So, so, so speaking of uh, ghetto booty simulation, how is honey pop going? How are, how are the honeys being popped? Uh, I mean, it's going, it's going. Things are going pretty well. Uh, I haven't had to explain to anyone what this game is yet, uh, so that's good. Um, there's a, there's a. So I didn't, I didn't know this because I didn't really know much about the game going into it. Uh, there's a patch to uncensor it that you can get, and it's. Like, I didn't know it was censored. It's like, yeah, the Steam version is censored. Uh, you have to, you have to grab a patch from the developer to uncensor it. Uh, yeah, did you grab the patch? Well, yeah, I'm not gonna not. I'm gonna uncensor it. Uh, You're Mormon. What specifically is censored? I don't know. Uh, nor, nor do I particularly care to know. I, I probably won't go and research that too deeply. But uh, the patch is free. It doesn't mess with the functionality of the game. You still get achievements and trading card drops in Steam. So it doesn't fuck with any of that. Sometimes if you mess with core files, you mess with that stuff. But it doesn't seem to have any effect on it. Um, so Honey Pop oh, is... Shit, get down. I, I guess I'll run you through it. Honey Pop is a uh, match three game, of course. Uh, like Bejeweled or... Is there Puzzle another... Fighter. That's not a match three game. I don't <laughs> Candy Crush Saga. Uh, I don't think it's like Candy Crush Saga either. Yeah, um, okay. I guess yeah. I guess it's closest to Candy Crush Saga. I think Bejeweled is like the the, the match three. Bejeweled's pretty classic. So, but unlike Bejeweled, where you can only swap two pieces, Honey Pop will actually let you pick up a piece and move it anywhere on the grid as long as it's in you know kind of uh, directly up, down, left, or right. You just can't move diagonally. 
Um, but it gives you a lot more freedom on the board. You can move pieces uh, because the game's not really about... So Bejeweled is about moving pieces so that you don't get stuck, basically, where you don't have any moves left, right? Uh, but Honey Pop's not Shit. about that. Honey Pop's about getting a certain number of pieces to break open uh, so that you fill up your date's pleasure meter. I don't know if it's a pleasure meter. Um, oh, pleasure meter. I'm, I'm wanting to steal that for my game. I don't think it's a pleasure meter. It's just like a how how well is your date going meter. So far, so far this sounds right. So like if, if, uh, if I teach for a living, if I were teaching like a 12th grade biology class, that's how I would teach it. You would you would tell them <laughs> okay so yeah let me walk you through how to have an excellent date so what you got to do is first you got to meet the girl right and uh, and find out her name and when you and when you meet her you have the option to uh, talk to her and talking to her results in one of two things either you can ask her a question about herself um, which is easy at first but you eventually you start running the risk of asking the same questions and that makes them upset. Uh, or maybe when you ta- choose to talk to him, they will instead choose to ask you a question, uh, oh. and you have to pick the answer that you feel best matches their personality. Um, so when the yoga instructor asks you how you start every day, a good answer would be, I wake up and I meditate uh, my before moving on with the day. A-, a bad answer might be, I... Uh, knock Top one out beers. i knock one out in the shower while i drink a beer that's that'd be a bad answer well that's, that's, that's right what there. i do though yeah that's how we start today i mean the writing in the game actually is pretty much going to allow you to say that so if you want to be totally honest with these with these girls you can um they all have very strong archetypes and are, are relatively easy to manipulate so it shouldn't you shouldn't have too much trouble figuring out whoa 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 you can Cosbium. <laughs> you got a Cosbium. Uh, I so am very offended right now. The girls themselves, when you're not dating, they have two meters. They have one meter that represents how full of food they are, and they have another meter that represents... <laughs> like all of us. <laughs> they have another meter. <laughs> they have a second meter that represents how full of alcohol they are. The only two Wait. things that you need to measure... Is there uh, I mean, that, for how full of food sounds, they are? No, Doug. There's sounds pretty accurate to real dating. This Why is like not? our. This is going to be our most X-rated podcast ever. Um, there should be a spooge meter. <laughs> there's not, not a wrong. Meter. There's no spooge meter. How do you measure how full of food I am? I, I am. Uh, you you actually never eat. I don't know if it's because you're Whoa, a ghost. Whoa, why not? That, I don't know. That might be the twist. Maybe the twist is you're a ghost, but there's no eating. This isn't like a survival sim. You don't have to worry about like the elements killing you. You're going to be a ghost. Is, is, there, a, is so there a crafting much. mechanism? There's no crafting. How, do, how, 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 how can you have a game with no crafting? Follow how can you say this crafting. isn't a survival sim when you're trying to get the most important thing in the world in this game? Uh, you, mean, you mean honey? <laughs> yeah, honey. Or money, because those are the only two things that you have. You have either. Those are the only two things that are important. Well, there you go. So uh, here's here's a weird thing. So when you go on a date, you are rewarded with money, and uh, when you talk, rewarded with money. That that's not how dates work, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't think this developer has ever dated anybody. It's really weird to me because I feel like they actually could have flipped this uh, and not really broken the balance of the game, where uh, you know uh, you gain. I don't know why you'd gain money for talking to the girls, though. That doesn't really make sense either. I don't know. Maybe none of this makes sense. But uh, anyway, 
So you wore like a are you a man whore in the game? So any here, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you like a play by play here, right? So you roll up on a you roll up on a girl, uh, and you talk to her, and you talk to her until you've gained. Every time you talk to her, you get honey, and that's what you use to upgrade your stats, right? Um, and then, but every time you talk to her, it uses up two food meters. And so if you talk to her until the food's out, then she won't talk to you anymore because she's hungry and you have to buy her food. So you buy a cup, you buy life dating. Now each girl has foods that she'll eat and foods she won't. And so, uh, you have to actually like look and see which ones have a little star next to them so that you know to buy them for that girl. And, uh, and you give her the food and it fills the meter back up and you can talk to her more. Now, as long as you got two bars in her food meter, you can ask her on a date at any time. Um, and uh, the date is when the match three segment actually begins. So you go to wherever you're going on your date and uh, the board pops up and it's filled with all these little icons for you to match. And the way that it works is uh, each girl has a trait that they desire and a trait that they don't really care for all that much. Uh, they'll all get you points, but you basically have to match three of the traits they like until you fill up that pleasure meter that I was talking about earlier, at which point your date will have been deemed successful. Um, you have a limited number of turns. If you run out of turns, your date is deemed a failure, and uh, you'll go back, and, and, and she'll just make some kind of mean comment, and, uh, and then you go back to it. And that's how you play Honey Pop. Do you have any so questions? How many, how many honeys have you popped? Three. Nice. Very nice. I think there's eight. Uh, I decided. Oh, which which honeys have you popped? Tell me a little bit about them and their personality. All right. You want me yes. to walk? You want me to walk you through the ladies? Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'll do this from memory too. This is how impressive I am. Uh, there's Audrey, uh, the okay. rep, the reprehensible teen rebel. Uh, she likes cigarettes and coffee. Oh, so you play you play as Tiger, <laughs> basically, yeah. So anyway, she likes cigarettes and she likes calling you uh, names and basically telling you how she's wasting her time being around you. Like even if you're dating, you popped her honey, so fuck her. I didn't. I didn't do it to her yet. Um, so she's a sundary. So Audrey, uh, there's Belly, uh, spelled B E L I, and Belly is uh, the yoga instructor. Uh, who dresses in very traditional, uh, modest uh, Middle Eastern uh, attire? Orange. Middle, Middle Eastern or Indian? Or in Indian, I should say. Sorry, that's my bad. I was. You can accuse me of being racist for mixing that up, but well, you are. But nothing is more racist than this fucking game, and we'll get there. Um, <laughs> there is Aiko. Kinte. There's Aiko, who is the Japanese uh, school. She's a college professor. Um, so she's a schoolgirl, but a professor. Right, right. There's Tiffany. Like uh, Tiffany is the cheerleader at the school. Like, not the cheerleader, but a cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's Jessie, uh, who is the game's MILF, who looks like she's probably 17. <laughs> yeah. oh. I mean, she could still be a MILF. No, she's like she's like 40 in the game. But uh, Anyway, so Let's there's... That's what she looks like. Hold on. How many did I do here? So there's Jessie... There's Tiffany, there's Aiko, there's Audrey, Belly, there's Lola, who's the black girl. She is an airline stewardess who likes, that is racist. who likes coffee. Oh, we didn't even get to the racist part yet. Uh, there is uh, Kiana, who is uh, the Mexican single mother. Jesse's trying to lick her own tits. Yes, yeah, she would. 
That sounds a lot. I try to lick my own tits. That's classic so. Jesse. Um, <laughs> classic Jesse. And then there's there's number eight, which is uh, Kiyu, who is a fairy, a magical fairy. Oh, what? What? I should probably mention that's how the game starts. You're in a bar, <laughs> and you you meet a magical fairy, and she what says happened? she says, "Hey, obviously you're a loser. Let me help you get with the ladies." And so the story is that she takes you around to these ladies. That's how I got married. Well, where the fuck you. is my magical fairy? But then I'm eventually, late. eventually, after you get laid the first time, you can date the fairy. So why? I don't know. Why? Belly is like a. Uh, a, a chubby Princess Jasmine. There are at least three secret characters that I don't have yet. One of them is like the final boss of the game. Uh, nice. One of, one of them is a blue alien, and uh, one of, of them is a Catwoman. And I don't I don't have any of those. <laughs> of course, it all makes sense. So my plan when I get into this is I'm like, well, let's let's get with the sluttiest one. Okay, which one is that? Because I thought it would be easier. I thought that would make things simpler. Uh, it, it's 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 by a wide margin, Jesse. Maybe Ico. <laughs> maybe Ico is a runner-up. Um, and, and actually, Ico is the one that I that I was able to complete first. Uh, so I wasn't planning on it; it's just how it happened. Um, much to my horror, it turns out that Jesse is Tiffany's mother. Of oh. course. So you're actually getting a little of both ends of the spectrum. I think they have a word for it in Japan. Uh, I, I think they call it Oyakodon. Gudu Taimo. I think that's I think it. Called, I think it's called Oyakodon. Okay. Where, where's Michael? We need him. Uh, Michael, right into the podcast. Contact an enemy it's, slime. Because, because, because so Oyakodon, I heard this a long time ago, Oyakodon is a dish, right? And it's a dish of, of chicken and egg. Over ice, and it literally means parent and child Dunbury. That's what it is. Well, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, it's uh, it's, it's special. <laughs> oh, wait, you know what? Now that I think about it, I finished Tiffany too, so. Did uh, you finish them both at once? Tiffany, Aiko, Jesse, and Kiana. So I did four of them, so I'm halfway done. So, Jared, how big is yeah, your pleasure meter done right get now. when you're playing this game? <laughs> so, this is actually. <laughs> This is actually it's kind of cute the way that this works. After you get past uh you have to you have to go on four successful dates with them before uh before you can get to the 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 sex stuff. Um and honey. uh There's sure. sex in this game? Yes, yeah, there is. And so the way that this the way that the sex stuff works is kind of funny where you go into your bedroom and they'll the character will just appear in her underwear. And then you have a game board in front of you, and you have to match three just as fast as you can. Um, the normal game, you have to really like think about it and and make you know good choices so you don't match stuff that you shouldn't. But in this, is just clear stuff until you win, basically. And every time you make a match, they they go ah, oh, and <laughs> just like that. So that that's like real life. Just like that, yeah. It's just like real life. Um, so you, you make all the matches and then after you make enough of them, their bra will just fly off and, uh, and then you keep making matches and then eventually, uh, you know, you, you, you get to a point where it shows you a big old picture, like probably the one that Jay's looking at, uh, right yeah, in a second. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm clicking through the girls on, on a wiki. If you want to, um, I, here's the thing. If you are a grown man and you want to masturbate. This is not the way to do it. Right. 
It's not even close to the way to do it. Like, there's so much work involved for you one. You are wasting so much time. If you, however, would like to match some colored gems and then maybe look at some drawn boobies, I mean, it's fine in that regard. But, but you ended up with this because you said you really wanted to match three, and I said, well, there's Honey Pop, and you're like, sure. I would defend the match three component of this game pretty vehemently. It, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty well designed. Um, there, It's all right. It's a, it's a good game. I've played it for about four hours, five hours. Uh, I could see myself finishing it. I'll probably finish it. I bet you, you, you got to pop all of them honeys. I mean, it's not, like I said, uh, it, it really isn't, it's in not. How many ways, in how many ways are you going to finish it? So from what I can tell, after you successfully uh, finish up with a girl, you only see one picture. I don't think there's a second one at any point. Uh, so there's no sense in going back and dating them anymore, at least not to my knowledge. So just like real life, right? You know? Right. Hit it and quit it. Uh <laughs> So it really is a Tiger Simulator. Yeah, it it pretty much is. Um, but yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably finish it. It's, Have you ever finished like in a heated up watermelon? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> a, a, a cow heart attached to a car battery. That's how you do or, it? Like you get a plastic sack, like a Ziploc, and you fill it with Vaseline, and you put it underneath your mattress, and you just go to town. You've really that done. One, you've really done this, haven't you? That one's pretty good. Yep, that's what. I thought. Or like, have you ever fall, made your fan fall asleep, and then use that one? I've heard of that one. Pretending somebody good. else. Yeah. Doug, you have so many, so many methods. What's another? <laughs> Do you ever like take your pinky finger and just jam it right in the middle of your hole, like all the way in? Yeah, and like stretch it out. I can't say I do. That one's a little weird. And ladies. Back off because he's taken. Yeah, they, I am taken. <laughs> oh yeah, they they call him the pleasure giver. The ladies, yeah. <laughs> well, ladies love my big penis hole. Nobody can fill up uh, the pleasure meter quite like Doug. It could be worse. It could be Nekopara. See, yeah, and, and I do have to give the game credit in that regard, which is I would say probably the youngest looking character in this game isn't very young looking. Um, it's very unrealistic. Like there's, there's not a single girl in this game who's over 150 and, uh, and under a C cup, I think for the most part. So, uh, you know, they've really set the bar there. Uh, oh, anyway, I didn't explain to you why this game's racist. Uh, some of the characters have ethnicities and those ethnicities play very heavily into what types of gifts work for them. Uh, so, so can you buy Lola grape soda? Lola is actually, the, for some lucky reason, they have steered clear of, of causing a lot of trouble with Lola. Uh, but, for example, the Asian professor, I have given her the gift of chopsticks. Uh, I think I gave her, like, an umbrella, like, a, you know, the, um, the like, geisha umbrella. The, geisha umbrella. Uh, the Mexican girl, I gave her a poncho. Women love ponchos. <laughs> Uh, Mexicans do love poncho. And I gave her a sombrero. <laughs> and she's thrilled both times. Wait, which one's the Mexican one? I want to see. Her name is Kiana, a traditional Mexican name. Uh, yes, I, think I, I, think I, I think I just glossed over Kiana. Kiano Del Rio is her name. Yeah, Kiana Del Rio. There we go. Let's take a look at her. Take Get a, get a look. Um, 
Man, if you didn't tell me she was Mexican, I would have never guessed. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't look it. Um, <laughs> it's I don't know. This whole thing's this whole thing's very strange. Um, <laughs> so you know he's working on a follow up. Oh, oh, they are. It's called. It's not a match three. It's called Honey. It's called something. It's called Honey Cam Studio. Um, the art is very different. The girls are very different, but um. It, I don't know what their intent is. I think they're selling it on Steam, but it looks kind of like a cell phone app. Um, I don't know. The I, first time that I, you... I was never, I was never thrilled. Like I was never super thrilled by Honey Pop's art, but Honey Camp Studios art looks like it. Oh wow! More on Nickelodeon. Wasn't, a, wasn't it a Kickstarter? Than it does in this video. This game. looks. This looks like shit. What happened? <laughs> um, no, really. What happened here? <laughs> There's. This is not right. Wasn't Honey Pop like a Kickstarter game? Yeah, was it? Was Honey Pop Kickstarter? I don't know. I don't even know how this exists. I don't know how I got here. How did this get on my computer? Okay, so I I now have all the girls spelling out thank you on their tummies. There's no porn. I I saw that one on on, uh, Saturday. Saw that one on Saturday, Doug. Yeah, we were. Uh, I was hanging out with Jared and Michael, and uh, we looked at the honeypot pictures. Did we? Uh, yeah. Do you not remember that? Wait, we you really. Are... I I showed it to everyone. <laughs> I guess I'd had enough wine at that point that I don't. <laughs> and then we were in a circle and we jerked each other off. You don't remember that? No, I remember that part. But it, but it was a prank. So that's I mean, yeah, I wasn't gay because it's a prank. The picture's cute. Yeah, uh, I I finally found that honeypot is a Kickstarter game. The, yeah. the, the picture. I, I thought I heard about it. I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to use this to um, furiously masturbate into um, my big black ass. <laughs> found me, <laughs> but they're cute enough. Uh, let's see here. How much money did this cost on Kickstarter? It was. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It was called. It was called "Fuck Me Silly." So yeah, I'm not going to be able to use these pictures to. Use the fuck me silly. Fifty three thousand dollars is what they raised on Kickstarter. Wow, it's pretty good for match so, three. That's for match ba- three. Basically, for the same amount of money that they made Undertale, they made Honey Pop. Yeah. Wait, so did, that, 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 did that really cost? Did it really cost them that much to make Undertale? It doesn't yeah, seem it like it should have. Something that, uh, I thought it was just like a labor of love, Undertale. No, no, it was a Kickstarter game. Oh, well. I guess I'm ignorant as to everything in the world, and I'll be leaving this podcast now. <laughs> Did you like do the review for it? He doesn't. You don't need to know the budget. I mean, he, he could have like typed Undertale in Google. So, anyway, I've already yeah, I've already shamed myself. What do you want from me, Dizio? Have, have I? <laughs> have I? Have I adequately? I can't, I can't get hard unless you're like crying in shame. Have I adequately answered everyone's honey pop questions? Are there I don't. Any? I don't know. Um, who do you think is the best girl? What's your personal favorite? Yeah. What? What's the best girl? Uh. So you're you're allowed to have a personal favorite without us finding it weird. It's no, 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 no. You can have a wife. Dude, I don't. I don't think about. I don't care at all. She's <laughs> beautiful wife. If this is something that mattered to me, I probably wouldn't have uh, played. So I, I told you when I started playing this, I was like, oh, let's go for the slutty ones because we can get it done quicker. They all go at the exact same rate. It's the same process for everybody. 
I'll make it easy. I like the red-haired one. Who's that? She uh, looks, she she's cool. she's awful. She's insufferable. Her voice, <laughs> her voice actress is terrible. Uh, she's 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 the one who likes cigarettes because cigarettes are cool. She, that's cool. I mean, and they that's are badass. Smoking with cigarettes. They are badass. No, no, no. Hey, I, I've said this before. I think I'm on record for this. And uh, if you guys haven't heard me say it, I'll tell you now. Uh, smoking might kill you. It might give you cancer. It might be a bad idea, but it is undeniable. You look fucking cool while you're doing it. <laughs> you always look fucking cool while you're doing it. Uh, and you know when you when you go in, into school and you go into like the Dare program or whatever, and they're hey kids, don't do drugs. And Scruff McGruff comes out and he tells you how like it's never cool. He's lying to you. It's so cool. You look. Would you would you say would you say she smokes with cigarettes? Yes. No, I don't yeah, think, she smokes with cigarettes. I don't think he got that. I don't think does, I did either. Did, does she hit people because she wants to? I don't think she wants to do bad things. She might. She probably does would. She, does she want to do bad things? Uh, I guess maybe. If there's something I'm does supposed she, to be getting, it's not happening. The, the, does she want to do bad things with you? I. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like the middle. Not, not currently, because I think I haven't even had one successful date with her. That's uh, too bad. Does her mom have a problem with you, lady? Who's her daughter? Uh, that's that's not the one with the mother. That's Tiffany. Wait, so Audrey is the redhead. So wasn't the teenager the one that smoked with cigarettes? Uh, there's two teenagers. Well, oh, neither. Okay, okay so. let me rephrase. She said, well, they're, they're teenagers that are 21 years old. Yeah, neither of them are teenagers. 20, the the youngest one is in college. So you're a teenager when you go to college. I wasn't a teenager in college, but I guess some people are. I guess like I guess what? like in this country now being 24 is like being a teenager. So I had a gap go. year. Didn't you hear about my gap year? No, I'm not white. <laughs> um. Anyway, I didn't answer Jay's question. I would say Kiana is the the best girl. Okay, that's fair. That's what I say. But she's got a kid, so you know what are you gonna do about oh. that? Vagina's oh, vagina's loose, so the Mexican man. Has a well, uh, kid. if this game is an indication, <laughs> of I'll probably fuck her kid. Yes, the Mexican girl is a single parent. Of course she is. And that's like, and, and so all these girls have like their one stereotype that just completely makes them, and that's hers. So. So uh, what, what's the Sundere girl stereotype? Who? The Sundere. What's her? What's her stereotype? What the hell's a Sundere? It's what it's what Audrey is. Oh, oh, okay. So girl, that's a bitch, but it's okay because she loves you. Yeah, she's just a hot topic bitch. That's basically it. Um. That's her big secret. That's, that's her deep dark secret. Not there's OJ. You're in like a persona mode here or something. There's no deep dark secret. <laughs> there's just a stereotype. Where, where, where are the, right, I'm going to read you back. I'm going to read you back what sundari means. Uh, sundari is a Japanese term for a character development process that describes a person who is initially cold and even hostile towards another person before gradually showing their warm side over time. Uh, the word is derived from the term sun-sun, meaning turn away in disgust in their day, meaning to become lovey-dovey. Originally found in Japanese shoujo games, the word is now part of the otaku moe phenomenon. Reaching into other media, such as made cafes, anime, manga, novels, and even mass media, the term was made popular in the visual novel Kimiga no Zumo In. Oh, well, there we go. I knew the term, weirdly enough, but I've, I've never uh, heard it before. Or I've never, like, heard it defined before. Oh, huh. So. But, uh, anyway. I'm glad you know that now. I am so happy that I know that now. <laughs> this, this game. Um, 
If you're looking for... This is, this is fun. This is like a fun podcast. I like this podcast. If you're looking for an excuse to match three gems uh, and right. and maybe see some boobies in the process, this is this and, is for you. And, and roleplay as Saiga. I don't know what that is, but yes. You don't know what Taiga is? What the fuck's Taiga? It's a pedophile. Oh. Well, this, I... is like the, this is like the education of Jared Boltmouse. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Is it just All a right. Japanese word for pedophile? No, or? no. Taiga's, no, Taiga's a rapper. No, Taiga's a rapper that is dating one of the Kardashians, I think it is. He, he, he's, he's doing some weird stuff with one of the Kardashian kids before she was legal. Like, he's like... Um, in his 20s, like in his mid-20s, and this Kardashian kid, she was like 16 or 17, and they showed up everywhere together, and they were doing like some weird pictures together, and everyone's like, oh, he's a pedophile. And, um, and then like, today, the Kardashian, the Facebook Kardashian, told... Sorry. Well, I was just saying, the Kardashian uh, family, like, defended him. It's like, oh, he has nothing going on with our daughter. They're just friends or whatever. And what do you know, the second she's 18... It turns out the two of them are like dating and fucking and all that shit. Um, but I'll let Lucio finish the story. So today I, I go into Facebook and one of the trending stories is that he sent some 14-year-old model like explicit text messages. Oh. Yeah, and now, now the, 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 the model is like, you know, Taiga led me to believe I had a real shot with him. And now she has teamed up with Gloria Allred to sue him. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think you're going to have that problem. There's no 14-year-olds in Honey Pop, thankfully. So, it's just want to put some perspective because what... Basically, Honey Pop, which is a shitty match three game done by Kickstarter by... Hey, it's a good match three. No, it, it really is pretty good match three. Okay, a good match three that, that's made by Perverts in Kickstarter... It's more decent than Taiga, which is something that people look up to and support. Sure, yeah, I would. We can go with that. Yes, we can because it's true. How many fourteen-year-olds have you fucked in Honey Pop? Uh, zero. Exactly. Well, it's doing good then. Uh, all right, so kids, let's review what we've learned today on the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've learned what Oyakodon can be applied to. Uh-huh. Talking about uh, Japan. We've learned um, what Taiga is, who Taiga is. Mm-hmm. We've learned what Sundari means, <laughs> and we have learned what um, uh, a fuck me silly. <laughs> what is it? Fuck me silly, my big black ass. Dude? <laughs> I think it's that. <laughs> Let's not forget. Fuck, fuck me, fuck me silly, two mega masturbator. Let us let us not forget Doug's warm watermelon trick. <laughs> That's right. Doug's, I highly Doug's, recommend it. Doug's Doug's fifty tricks for loneliness. <laughs> um. So you know, donate to our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> oh, holy shit! We're already at the hour. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got to cut that honey pop conversation because I it's not that. What's there to cut? Why were we yeah, it's it's just all gold. I, I don't know. Was it all intro? Did I do a good job? Do you guys? You I, guys? I, I feel like I feel like we started at like the bottom of this podcast, <laughs> and that now honey pop is actually a step up. Well, good. Then we did good. <laughs> do you guys want to talk about pillars? Is it worth it? Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about it now, or do you guys want to hear about Raven's Cry? Oh man. 
I mean, I like pillars. <laughs> pillars is good. How, yeah, how, you much know time, how much time do we have for pillars? You know what? All three of you are, have played it, so pillars is probably the most appropriate. We, we've probably got 20 minutes, something like that. Okay. We, we can go over a little bit. All right. Tell me about pillars, you guys. Well, it's not as exciting because no one takes their clothes off and fucks. Does I that, mean, does no. that pillars are you playing? Oh, wait a second. Yeah, I, I slept with a with a whore. I slept with two whores. <laughs> yeah, but you, did, you, did you take all your clothes off? I assume they did. I don't know what the fuck is going on because it could face to black. All right, see, it's not the same. I mean, I didn't pop any honey. I can, I can see every detail of who Christopher Raven is fucking in Raven's. No, you can't. I saw a video. <laughs> Alright, so so Pillars, someone else should introduce it, not me. What's it about? So Pillars is basically uh, an about dead babies. game about in modern times. And, and stillborn babies. Okay. Someone else should introduce <laughs> it. So, basically, uh, Pillars of Eternity is an Infinity Engine game in modern times. You are uh, some fucking moron that went to this place called the Deerwood because there's um, they're giving away free land and you believe that because they're a fucking moron and shenanigans happen and that was the Gilded get... Bale huh? that was the Gilded Bale you said the Deerwood Gilded Bale is just the first town that you find the, the place is called Drywood the shit goes down in the Deerwood yeah shit goes down shit gets fucked and you end up with like this power to talk to souls um which apparently is also driving you insane, which, you know, which is nice. Um, so, basically, your quest is to try to figure out what the fuck happened to you, how you stop it. You're basically uh, diseased. Yeah. You basically picked up gonorrhea, and now you're trying to try, try and cure it. Huh. That's a bummer. Yeah. So, what I like about it is that it's, it's very, you know, it's an old-school RPG in a lot of senses. Like, you actually play... And there's also a lot of stillborn babies. Yeah, there's a curse that makes um, all the babies. They're not really stillborn. They're they don't have souls, so they're basically zombie babies. Yeah, they're born. They're born soulless. How many like uh, how many followers are there in the game? Because every picture I look at, the party's like completely different. It's, Eight, it's, but you can also make like your own characters to follow you if you yeah. want. Yeah. Oh. And I already have like a priest, an, an evil priest, and um. Um, a moral bag paladin that I made following me, and some some elf I picked up. Um, but I have a couple of, of of my own made characters that I haven't really bothered with the party members. There's one guy who looks like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, they have the, some nice banter. The they have cool quests and side stories. So you know, give him a shot. Hmm. Wow, this this girl's eyes are covered with like, but like cancer. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, also she's, like a, she's a god Yeah. So I take it not everybody's having a great time. No, that's fine. That's normal. Oh, okay, good. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a normal thing. Oh, good. Uh, she's she's part of a race called the Godlike. So here's what I want so, you to do. I yeah. want I want you to impress me with your best like role playing event that happened. Like I I think you kind of said one, Jay, which is like. What what was it? What was it that happened in the first boss oh, or something? Oh yeah, yeah. I, it was like it was like this is like right at the beginning of the game. But I I created um, a mage type character called a cipher. So 
ciphers are supposed to be like I, I haven't quite figured out what they are, but they but they rely on focus rather than the rest of the mechanic in terms of their magic. Um, but they need a lot of intelligence in order to use their skills. So I wrote a cipher. I gave her a higher intelligence than anything else, and I do the opening quest, the very beginning stuff. And there's a bandit. There's a bandit group that comes and like slaughters your entire camp. And I come and face the bandit leader. He has like one of the last survivors of the camp hostage, and he tells me, you know, I'm gonna gut this guy if you come any closer. And so I have an option due to my intelligence. My option is like, yeah, but if your god said not to kill him, would you listen to your god? And he's like, yeah, well, I would. Um, and he's like, but my, I'm pretty sure my god would demand it. And then my character is like, well, okay, you say that, but I actually think your god would do this. And we have like this whole fucking theological debate that actually saves the character I'm trying to save because like he's kind of so bewildered. Um, by my, uh, my my theism, by my, my my knowledge of religion and all that, that he doesn't have the heart to kill him anymore. Um, and then, you know, I still have to kill everyone anyway, but I, I thought that was a lot of fun, where opposed to Fallout 4, where I could just be sarcastic and then have to kill everyone. And this one, I was able to have, like, an entire debate about religion with mm-hmm. <laughs> the Southern guy. Yeah, it's too much reading. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Doug, what's your, what's your like story to tell what what happened to you that's interesting anything mine's actually kind of similar i was able to have the same theological debate and i thought it was pretty nifty lucio you got anything new so i decided to play a barbarian because uh it's different i usually play rogues or mages or stuff like that so you know i asked people what should i play and there was only one asshole in the fucking chat and he's a barbarian so i ended up playing barbarian <laughs> um but one of the things that I noticed is that there's a lot of like hidden tracks of like your reputation and and what you're doing. So at one point I was tracking this um, basically a petty criminal in the main town, mm-hmm. and there you know I I get into a confrontation with a criminal and I beat all kill all of her guards and you know at the end um, she goes like oh please forgive me and there was a great out option to let her go but since I've been an aggressive asshole the entire game uh the only option available to me was just kill her oh okay that's kind of interesting so you know it tracks your reputation and it tracks your actions too mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, tracks, like, it tracks your your personality and i you know lucio said something interesting to me earlier today because you were talking about his review that he's building for pillars mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he's um you know, how part, the part of the reason his review is ending up, like, so long is because of the world world building that Pillars of Eternity does. That yeah, RPG, does a lot of it. Yeah, and that an RPG hasn't really done in a long time. So that's kind of like, you know, you're surprised over the godlike. I felt the same surprise seeing their big cancerous eyes. But then you have this race that is, like, just completely normal for them. And, in fact, people, like, revere them. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be this big important thing because they look like gods. In fact, uh, the, the one that you're looking at is a paladin because she is a godlike. Yeah. So, so um, anyway, we're talking about the world building, and you know, he compared Lucio compares it to Dragon Age Origins and playing that for the first time. And man, I remember when I first really started getting back into the Western RPG, Dragon Age Origins was one of those ones I played, and I just had to play every single race just to see how it started because each race and each background you pick was different and had a totally different introduction to the world 
Um, and there's something similar in Pillars of Eternity. Like the very first conversation you have is the conversation about your background. So the mm-hmm. first, I, I tried like three different classes. The first time, um, you know, my guide, she was like, oh, well, my friend tells me you used to be this famous explorer. Can you tell me about some of the stuff you've seen? Uh, but then the second time I roll a priest um, and I roll her as an elfin slave. And she's like, you know, we that same conversation. She's like, uh, I take it those lashes on your back aren't love tats. Why don't you tell me how you got here? And I get to craft this whole origin story about being in chains. So finally, I roll a raider. I settle on, on being a raider. And she's like, you know, uh, I know you've lied to some of these people, but I know what you really are. Why don't you tell me about uh, your history? So I had to tell her about being a raider and all that kind of shit. And just like that, that, that small attention to detail as to the background that you get to pick when rolling your character. Um, it, it's been like, it's been, it's been a while since we've really seen that. I feel like it was, like, it was something that Mass Effect did. And yeah, then, Mass Effect did. And then yeah. largely ignored at the same time. <laughs> Not only that, but I feel like the way that the world is built is is a lot richer. Like, there's so much depth to it. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know how far away, um, in you are, Dog and and Jay, but like, there's wars and wars and conflicts and fake gods and you know, yeah, and there's just so much history to it. And the game just kind of throws it all at you. Like the characters expect you to know what the fuck you're they're talking about, right? Yeah. And, and a, lot of, a lot of like it's... religious battles that you and a lot of like it, but, it feels a lot like um you know when you read about the Roman Empire and all the right. different temples and shit that they worshipped and have you had to oh. mess around with like supplemental material to make sense of it or does no. it do a good enough job? It does a good enough job. But what I'm saying job. is like, but there is supplemental. So yeah. when you're talking about like most RPGs, you have like the one like conflict that made stuff happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, the war in in Skyrim, and there's uh, you know the assassination in the Elder Scrolls. Um, there's the war with the Turians in Mass Effect. But this one has like so many like there's just one of my favorite parts is in one quest you are tracking down this person, and when you meet him he's completely insane, and you figure out that the reason why he's insane is because he was able to see his past lives, and realize that in in one life he was fighting for this one tribe. And then when he was reincarnated in the following war, he was fighting for the other side and he basically destroyed his whole family. Ah. So like a bunch of stuff like that. That's really great. Take that guy. <laughs> There's too many stats. Why does there have to be so many stats? There needs to be like, like, yeah, that's another thing. It's like, you know how, how many, like, um, like basically, I don't. I don't think it's fair to say it about Wasteland or about uh, Divinity, but a lot of modern RPGs try to the streamline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pillars of Eternity doesn't give a fuck. They just went mm-hmm. like do no. The it, math. Definitely, it definitely took some. It definitely took some. Um, and I haven't had to do this in a long time. So in Fallout Four, um, I'm a nut. I'm a nut when it comes to like classes. Like I love it when characters have a very defined class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and their their powers are totally different from the next class. So I fucking hate when games like World of Warcraft just make it so everything basically plays the fucking same and has the damage output. Like, I like it when classes feel different, when they have to play different. When, they, when there's actually a purpose to them, right? Yeah, when there's actually a purpose. Like, in Fallout 4, I was playing that, and I had started out intending to be uh, kind of um, an agility-focused sniper class. And 
it, but it didn't matter. Like, my build didn't matter. Like, one second I had a sniper rifle, and the next second I was taking over entire dungeons with a knife. Um, so, you know, there was no feeling of building a class. It just felt like, oh, it's a jack-of-all-trades. In Pillars, I have, like, six hours on record, and I would say three of those are just dedicated to trying out different classes. Um, and I tried out most of the magic classes. I tried Druid, I tried Slifer, I tried Priest. Um... And, God, they have such different play styles, and there's such different ways to kind of manipulate the game. But the best thing to me is, like, certain certain characters, certain classes have certain play styles that they encourage. So, priests and paladins will have, like, um, certain orders that they come for, from, or specific gods that they pray to. And depending on your actions over the course of the game, you will be rewarded. Or you will be punished for those actions, depending on, like, the order of the god that you're serving. And um, so, you know, it's best to kind of upfront pick something that's going to align with your playstyle. So my priest that I played for a while, she had some kind of, like, it wasn't like an evil god, but it was like a trickster god that, that take many disguises. So the trickster god, like, rewarded deception. Uh, so if you, if you played things, like, sarcastically and snarky or clever or just lying to people or whatever, you would go into battle and you would find your skills had been upgraded. And that to me is just like like a boss kind of thing. Because um, mostly, you know, your class is just kind of irrelevant to the gameplay or to the, to, to the roleplay mechanic. Mm-hmm. I can Another control thing all of that... my party members. Why can't I just control one? It's too much work. Yeah, that's kind of lame. <laughs> one, one of the things that... that... Impressed me about pillars is that you come in into the game and like I think within an hour you make like four choices that can have like consequences. Yeah. Have you have you seen a lot of like those chickens come to roost? Uh, like so in The Witcher Three, you you make choices and then very deliberately see the results later. But I felt like a criticism I had was that it took too long to see those results sometimes. And, like, I had stepped away from the game for a while, and when I came back, I barely even remembered making the choice. Um, do you see more immediate consequences to stuff, or is it is it kind of that same thing where, like, oh, this is going to come back later, I bet? Uh, it's more like The Witcher 3, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's necessarily a bad thing. No, no, I was going to say, that's okay, Um but I'd like a, I'd like, I would have liked like, like a, a slightly more immediate outcome. I would have liked a little more instant gratification uh, you know, built into it, or just you know, you, you know, you know that what weirdly has that what uh, old republic, like like you're well, I can imagine that because Star Wars games are always like that, where it's like, what do you want to do? You want to do the good thing or the bad thing? And you're like, let's do the bad thing, and then you just kill <laughs> you just kill whoever's standing in front of you, just like lightsaber their head off, and like, oh well, there we go. Well, it's it's not it's not as immediate as 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 um. You know, because in, in, in Fallout 4, you do something, some shit like that, and it's going to be immediate, right? Right. But in Old Republic, it'll actually wait just a little bit. It won't wait too long, but it'll wait just a little bit so the consequence comes back to bite you. So I'll give you a good example. Um, when you're playing as Imperial Agent, you, you have this guy that you're supposed to befriend, and the guy really starts to like you, and he's like, oh, you should come in and hang out with my family. You know, one day I want to introduce you to my two sons. So what happens... You go and kill report back sons. to the Empire, and you find out Sun Sith killed the two sons. Um, so now you have to deal with this guy. Like You have to figure out what to do with him. You go in and you attack him, and you can pick to either spare him or kill him. And your orders are, of course, to kill him and make it look like an accident and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, 
So I let him go. I let him go. And I'm like, oh, this is an MMO, so I'm never going to hear about it again. And I keep playing, and other events happen. You know, there are other things I have to do in order to complete the mission. I finally get the orders to come off-world. I fly back to my home office, and, my and you know, the next event blows up. And he's like, by the way, we got a weird report that this guy had attacked an Imperial fleet. But that's impossible, because you killed him, right? So I thought that was like, I thought that was kind of cool, especially for an MMO. Um, but I think that's kind of what you're looking for, right? I I guess, yeah. I don't know. I don't know because it wasn't it, it wasn't like immediate, but they they waited just a little bit. Like they didn't wait a long time. It so, wasn't like something that you saw at the very end, but but it was like kind of you know just right. I think. Do you mind spoilers, Jared? For pillars? Yeah, it's it's just the the introduction. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, let's. I won't. Even, I wouldn't even mark it. So oh, yeah, the, I, I know what he's done. I know. During the <laughs> tutorial, after in the, in the fight that um, that Jay is talking about, where you can have the theological argument. If you choose the wrong thing during the theological argument, basically the the guy attacks the person that he's holding hostage, and then he attacks you guys. Uh-huh. And you, well, you, you fight him, you kill him, and all that stuff. When um, when you are running away, you go into these ruins, right? Uh-huh. And these ruins are, um, you know, super cursed and stuff. And so you have the elf chick that Jay is talking about, and you have this guy that's wounded if you were playing a dumb barbarian like I was. And so the wounded guy obviously wants to stop because he needs to rest, because otherwise he, he's going to bleed out. And then the... Um, you know, the off chick wants to go on. Uh-huh. So if you make a campfire and you stop, the um, off chick runs away. You yeah, so, so, so basically, it's basically, and you know... you find her dead, like, 20 feet from where you are. Oh. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. She, she not only runs away, she steals your stuff. Yeah. So your stuff is all scattered through the dungeon now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, wow. So. All right, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I mean a little bit. So there's a bit of, of both. Yeah, I like that. That's a, sounds like there's a good mix there. Any other big points to mention about the game? or? I really like that the plot isn't to find somebody. <laughs> or or to get serious. revenge on somebody. Yeah. But it's to cure of your both. disease. So basically it's Dragon Age Inquisition, right? No, because Dragon Age Inquisition is to stop the blight. Well, but it's also to make your hand all better. Um, before I lose my internal thought, what I'm saying about this is like, when you are... Uh, playing in a lot of the modern RPGs, the issue is that when you know you, you have all these huge worlds that are you know free for you to explore and check out your own issue, and then the main story is like you have to you know find this guy now because he's in danger. You have to find Sean now, or you know you have to uh, stop the bridge in the sky from burning bigger now because there's a, this huge sense of urgency. Even Xenoblade does it, which is kind of weird for the kind of game it is. Um, it doesn't feel like there's that much of a of an urgency in this game. Well, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that. Because you when you are when you're going crazy, like the, the whole point of the the thing that's happening to you is that it drives you crazy. But it's implied, and um, I don't know if you got this point yet, but it takes years for it to to do that to you. So it's like well, you need that, to do see, it now. See, see that, that that's the thing. Like I, I I felt like at the beginning of the game. There was definitely a sense of urgency that I needed to go. You're in the, uh, the dungeon, yeah, sure. 
you know, the first dungeon, and even during, like, you get to the to the first, um, um, a town, and they, like, kill the one doctor that you really need. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like it, it, it slowly just occurs on you, the player, that it's not quite as urgent as they're making it out to be. So I don't you, think... You kind of relax a little bit. I don't know if it's that they make it out to be, or is that, like, they, we're so used to games just doing it to you. That uh-huh. could be it, too. But it like, you know, I'm in a point in the game where it feels like, you know, it makes sense for the narrative for my character if she wants to take a week off to like go fucking dungeon dive to do that. Um, so there's 11 classes, my bad. Shit, that's quite a few. There's 11, so it's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 races. That's, that's 10 too many. Yeah. Each race. <laughs> I want one class, span with gun. Why can't I just be everything? Doug is overwhelmed by the amount of choices. <laughs> I want to just be a sing- play- control a single character, have one class, have one skill, touch one button, have one dialogue option, and like I just beat the game in like a minute or like should an it, hour. Should, God, Doug, I have a question for you. It's too much work. I have a question for you. I got Doug. stuff to do. Doug, I yes. have a serious question. Uh, your weapons in 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 um, Pillars of Eternity. Are you disappointed that you only get shit like rapiers and maces and there are no guns in this game? Yeah, why can't I have like a sword gun that shoots skulls and bows and arrows and, <laughs> and like shoots dogs? How about, how about just like an AK-47? That would be cool. Right. Why well, isn't a Call of Duty basically, right? Yeah, why am I not playing Call of Duty? This what, game sucks. What if you had a tether that you could shoot and attach stuff to other stuff? That'd be pretty cool. And why? Would actually be pretty cool. see what happens there. Um, These so, yeah. my gay characters wear capes. I just want—I just want to tell like all, Jared all the cool stuff that you can do with your with your one character, and this is why it took me so long to settle on one. So, Jared, this is crazy. You can pick your your character's sex. <laughs> oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. That was what bothered me the most about Honey Pop is I had to be a boy, <laughs> and I wanted to be a girl. Okay, so there are six races. Each race has a sub-race that you can pick. Uh, from the sub-race, you have the classes that you could be. From the class, sometimes you get to assign your spells. Um, after you pick your spells and all that shit, then it's the typical kind of character rolling and all that kind of shit. But yeah, but just, you also choose like your background. And... Yeah, you're choosing your background. Um, and then, you know, it's the other... There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, dark skinned racists in this game. Again, I'll say too and many choices. So, Why can't I just be a white male? Right. That's the only yeah, one there's a lot playing. of dark skinned. So this game is very anti-white. We should clarify that for our listeners. Um, you know, you get penalties white. for being white. I, you could be the metal folk who are, who look white-ish, but they're still kind of tan. You'd be ocean folk and who are black. Oh, the ocean folk. folk are black. The ocean the ocean folk folk are black. How do they do that? They can't even swim. I know. That's like <laughs> insane. Uh, sure. So, anti-white, be careful when you're buying this for your kids. And also anti-male, because it can be a woman. Yeah. Feminist agenda right here. It actually looks like yep. there's more well, female. Yes, yes. DSJWs have won. I, I feel like I actually rolled a pretty, a pretty cute dark chocolate sister for my cypher. Hmm. And she looks, like, she looks like Black Carmen Sandiego. Does she steal stuff? Bet she no, does. 
No, oh, actually, yeah. I she's actually a, she's a, a sticky. Never mind. She's a sticky finger filter. <laughs> never mind. I was going to say no. She doesn't steal, but I just remembered I sold a couple of things. All right. <laughs> <laughs> never yeah. mind. All right. Well, we're almost an hour and a half mark. If there's uh, if there's no final thoughts on on pillars, I think we'll. Uh, I think the. I, I think um. I, it's I think the same. Point of view all wrong. Needs to be first person. Lucio, what would you... Okay, that's our sign-off. Uh, Doug, fix pillars with one step. Call of Duty, woo! Okay, so just make it Call of Duty. Lucio, yeah. what do you do? I, I would add a Doritos uh, component to it. Like, we're going to go to 7-Eleven and buy Doritos and get, like, power-ups. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And Jay, what do you do? I would add the fuck-me-silly Mega Masturbator uh, to... The big black I, ass? I idea, too. Big black ass. Fuck my big black ass. Okay, there you go. Uh, this is also probably the most that the phrase "fuck my big black ass" has appeared on the Enemy <laughs> Sign podcast. I did just say I wrote a fine dark chocolate sister as my cipher in pillars, and I think as soon as I get off of this, I will be ordering a big black ass and uh, getting her into an inn somewhere. Yeah, I think you should. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast today, uh, I have. The government has some questions for you. Uh, but aside, get your hand out your pants. Get your hand out of your pants, you pervert. This is a family podcast. This is a family podcast. Can't believe it. Uh, but if you enjoyed our podcast today, please go subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, go check out our website. It's enemyslime.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We are The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And uh, yeah, so uh, there you go. I I think that's it for today. I think we're out. Call of Duty. <laughs> and Doritos.